How's it going, everyone? And welcome to a segment I like to call My Lucky Number 7. My Lucky Number 7 focuses on Week 9 Power Rankings of the top 7 teams in the NFL, in my opinion. And to start off with, we're going to go right to number 7. And that's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> I mean, did you see them on Sunday night against New Orleans? Three points in Raymond James Stadium. Three points. Tom Brady has arguably the best offense on paper. Can only score three points. Can only score three points. I don't want to hear it anymore about this is an unguardable team. Because <laughs> they got locked up last night. Couldn't find the end zone. Couldn't smell it. Couldn't touch it. The Saints could. So yeah, the Bucks they played horrible on Sunday night. And they honestly should be lower. They, I had a tough time putting them at number seven on this list. But they play Carolina away next week. And it should be a bounce back game for the Bucks. I don't expect Tom Brady to lose two games in a row. So I give them a win against Carolina away next week. Sorry, Panther fans. If you thought that close game against Kansas City meant something, it probably didn't. So on to number six, the Cheeseheads, the Green Bay Packers. They went up against a depleted 49ers team on Thursday Night Football. And they walked all over the park on them. They did. Nick Mullins had no chance. Um, but there's one problem I have with the Packers. And that's going you know, forward on the season is the Devontae Adams-Aaron Rodgers connection. I feel like they rely on it too much. And, you know, Adams is great. He's a top three, top five wide receiver. Don't care what you say. That's my opinion. But Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones, they need to be distributed the ball equally. Aaron Rodgers can't throw the ball all game to Devontae Adams. Teams are going to try. They might not succeed, but they're going to try and stop that. And they're going to force him to go to other targets like Alan Lazard, Valdez Scantling, Tunyon. So having Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams healthy is really going to boost this team, really going to give them a competitive edge in the NFC. They're still at the top of the division, 6-2, and two, so they're in good shape. It was an easy game for them to win against the Niners. Packers have the Jaguars next week at home in Lambeau. Easy win for the Packers, in my opinion. Uh, you got the Jaguars coming all the way from Florida. They're not going to be ready for that cold. And they also missed Garner Minshew on Sunday, so they might not have Garner Minshew for the Packers matchup. Next, the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, wow. Strap in, folks. Because I'm going to play devil's advocate here. After my in-game panic attacks, me throwing stuff across the room, and post-game thoughts, I came to the conclusion that it was a mixture of both of the sides of the ball. And yes, I understand it's, it's a team sport. Football's a team sport. At the end of the day, everyone is to blame. But let's start with the offense. O-line couldn't block at all to build a comeback. They had Seattle had chances, so many chances to come back and make a comeback. They really did. They were down by 10 points at one point and Buffalo just kept on scoring. It just kept on scoring. You know, Russ the, the team had four turnovers. Uh they're not all on Russ. Some of them were bad decisions by Russ. And in the last three games Russ has had a lot of turnovers, so if he really wants to keep up the MVP run he needs to lower the turnovers and start playing a little bit more consistent another thing was they abandoned the run game something Seattle rarely does 
But with Chris Carson and Carlos Hyde out, they didn't really have that much of a choice. DJ Dallas only got seven carries. Travis Homer got six. And Alex Collins got two. So I love let Russ cook. I love the saying let Russ cook. But let's be balanced. How about that saying? Let's be balanced. I mean, teams, it's hard for Russ in the offense to put point to have to put 35 points up a game knowing that the defense cannot hold an opposing offense. That's a lot of stress on Russ's shoulder. Uh, so, on to the defense. Seven sacks. It's the most we've seen in a long time from this defensive line. It's great. It's fantastic. But, when Quentin Dunbar's out there holding on to his knee every play and giving up wide-open catches to Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Isaiah McKenzie, and John Brown, there's not much that's going to happen. Keeping Dunbar out there, according to Pete, for depth hurt him more. It hurt the Seahawks more. You're keeping an injured player out there. You're causing him to probably re-aggravate that injury. And he's probably not going to play next game because he re-aggravated that knee injury. Carlos Dunlap really had a great premiere. Uh, really had a great debut. Uh, brought a lot of pressure for the D-line. But having Dunbar injured and Shaquille Griffin out of the game, it just you felt like there was a big hole out there on defense. Um, and at the end of the day, the Arizona Cardinals, they lost. So the Seahawks still remain at the top of the division. Uh, but they have to bounce back against a Rams team coming off a bye. Um, Seahawks 6-2. and two. I don't think the Seahawks will lose back-to-back. But this will be one of the best games next week, without a doubt. Quote me on that right there. Coming in at number four, Baltimore Ravens. Are teams figuring out Lamar Jackson? And is this Ravens defense that legit? Well, I'll tell you the answer to both of those, and it's yes. Teams figuring out Lamar Jackson. So, first off, when teams force Lamar to pass, it opens up the chances for the other team to win. And when I say this, I mean when you let Lamar loose and he runs for 1,200 rushing yards like last year, it's hard to contain him. But when you control his legs and force him to stay in the pocket, although he still is a good passer, he's not the best though, it really gives the defense a chance to play the way they want because they're not having to worry about Lamar Jackson running 40 yards down the field. So, Lamar disrupted the Colts' game plan on Sunday, and they really could not contain him. Uh, not a lot went well for the Colts, but Ravens, 6-2, and two, got the New England Patriots away next week. Could be a close defensive battle, but after I've seen Cam Newton the past couple weeks, I see the Ravens prospering with no problem. Coming in at number three, the Saints come marching in. Michael Thomas came back, and they exploded. With Michael Thomas playing a bit, Definitely takes a lot of stress off of Drew Brees and the defensive shoulder when they knew the offense couldn't score as well without Michael Thomas. Uh, but they look good. They look great against the Bucks, and they have the weapons on both sides to be a top team. Uh, but it's going to be a tough division to win. It's going to be a tough division to win. The Falcons are turning things around. Uh, the Panthers are always still dangerous. And then you got the Bucks and Saints at the top. But they can do it. The Saints can do it with a healthy squad. They are. They just beat a team that most people said was unguardable. (laughs) And that was clearly wrong because they scored 38 points on them and they only allowed three points. So the Saints came marching into Raymond James Stadium on Sunday and they left. And they joined back that parade going back to New Orleans. But the Niners got the... The Niners actually will be visiting the Saints in the Dome. (laughs) 
I don't know why I'm excited about that game because the Niners are missing about half the roster. But I think that it's an obvious win for the Saints. The Saints keep things going. Uh, yeah. Saints will probably be 7-2 after next week. Uh, Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. Can the black and gold keep the streak going? I got them at second. I know a lot of people see the undefeated record and they think, what are you doing? They're the best, clearly. Well, they're not. Uh, the Steelers' defense is quite exceptional. But they're hanging in there. This team is hanging in there with a very close win to a lackluster Cowboys team. The offense is not perfect. Ben is not the same big Ben from five years ago, or ten years ago. But he's been playing well. He's been playing all right. But if anything was shown on Sunday night, it was that the Steelers are human. They are human. A good win. A win is a win. But a close call there for Mike Tomlin and the boys. Steelers 8-0. Got the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow at home next week. Could be another tight one, but I see the Steelers playing a lot better at home next week. Probably going to bounce back from this little lackluster offensive uh, performance. At number one, here we go. The Super Bowl reigning champions. The Kansas City Chiefs. Is Mahomes getting another MVP? And can they repeat as Super Bowl champions? So, to start off, I don't want to count out Russ for just one game. Because people started to do the same thing after the Seahawks lost to the Cardinals. But he bounced back against San Francisco, scoring four touchdowns. But Pat is right behind Russ. He, Russ can hear Patrick's feet right behind him. Yeah. So Russ... He needs to step it up because Pat's going to run away with it if he keeps this streak up. The Chiefs look like the team to beat right now, and they just keep on rolling. The chemistry between Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, and even Hilaire is incredible. Um, the Steelers are 8-0, but the Chiefs' offense and defense especially are playing phenomenal. This is, the, this is the second game all season the Chiefs have given up more than 20 points. Okay, Chiefs, though, with a very tight one against a fiery Carolina team. They got CMC back. I do see some big things for them. Chiefs 8-1 and one, play the Raiders next week away. Should not lose twice to the Raiders. So I see Mahomes winning this game. But that one could also be a nail-biter once again. That's all here for my lucky number 7. We'll see next week who moves down and who moves up right here on 90.5 WASU.